morning, you like 8 a.m. Pinky ring till I get a wedding ring. Love my brothers, cut them in on anything. Oh, yeah. Welcome into another episode of the Cali Green Monster Show. I am your host, Dean Ryan, coming to you from the Tesla Studios here in beautiful, sunny San Diego, California. It is Thursday, March 18th, 2021. I was bumping some Drake right before I was getting this podcast ready. The bass felt good, so I felt like, let's just let that music play while I started the record. Not sure how that bass rumble is going to sound through the microphone, but maybe it's going to sound good. Either way, I'm not going to find out till I look back and edit this podcast. And let's be real, I'm not going to record this thing because this is always recorded in one shot. And I think that's one of the things that makes this show so special. You know, this is episode 51. It wasn't until you yesterday after I finished reporting the podcast that I realized that I didn't mention two important things yesterday. One, it was episode 50. I felt like that was a cool milestone for this podcast, getting 50 episodes in the books, all recorded and published within two months. I'm pretty pumped about that. I feel like there's been a great improvement through these first 50 episodes, and I feel like 51, the one I'm recording today, is going to be the best one. And I also failed to acknowledge that yesterday was St. Patrick's Day. So, you know, if any of you hooligans last night decided to drink some green beer and green whatever else, hopefully you had a good time. Hopefully you're not waking up too groggy. I mean, in the middle of COVID here in California, I don't think there's much to really do or many Irish pubs to really go hit up. But, hey, you know. People are gonna people are gonna drink green beer if they want to drink green beer. So hopefully you enjoyed that. But let's move on to Thursday. March Madness is officially gonna start. Well, I mean at least the brackets those don't start until tomorrow. But at least tonight we have the kickoff games. So I'm gonna cover a couple of those and I'm gonna go through my entire March Madness bracket. So make sure you have your brackets on hand. If you haven't filled them out, you can maybe fill them out along while I'm talking about it right now. But before we do that, you know, it's been a busy time in the NFL, so let's talk a little bit of football news for you. The Patriots, they continue to stay busy. They have signed outside linebacker Kyle Van Noy on a two-year deal worth a maximum value of $13.2 million. Kyle Van Noy is coming back to New England after one year away at Miami. You know, last year he had signed a four-year deal with Miami. It was four years, $51 million. It was actually pretty surprising when Kyle Van Noy was released at the beginning of this offseason. It's something that even on Pat McAfee's show, they always keep randomly going like, well, the, the, the Kyle Van Noy thing makes no sense. And, I mean, it still didn't, but... I mean, with knowing how much cap space that the Patriots were had available, the New England seemed like an option for, for Kyle Van Noy, and that was something that I had suggested when he did first get released. And, you know, it looks like that's where he's ended up. It's, he's re- reuniting with Bill Belichick. He's going to be reuniting with his old linebacker buddy, Dante Hightower. He's going to be joining uh, Matt Judon. So, you know, you got Van Noy and Judon on the outside providing pressure from the edge. You got Hightower and Deshaun Bentley. Like, so you got – I think the Patriots, they're really, their defense is looking better. I mean, it just came out that Patrick Chung, he just retired today. This happened probably about 30 minutes before I recorded this podcast. So even though he sat out from COVID-19 last year and people thought he'd be coming back, you know, he's had a great career. He's a three-time Super Bowl champion, if I 
remember that correctly and multiple time pro bowlers so you know patrick chung congratulations on your career you know you're you were a great safety for new england and we appreciate you've ever everything you've done for the team so you know i I think with Vanoy, that was a great addition. I think that's going to, you know, really improve New England's defense. You know, Bill Belichick is a, a defensive coach, and I think that be, being, you know, bringing back Kyle Vanoy, who I think is, you know, really great edge rusher. You know, last year with um, the Dolphins, he had a pretty decent season. He had 69 tackles, six sacks. So, you know, that's that's something I think that'll be useful in New England. Talking about the Washington football team, yesterday I mentioned that Ryan Fitzpatrick was joining, and I felt like that was a good move for Washington football team who have a stellar defense. I feel like their defense is one of the top in the league, top five or top ten at least. Um, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, he has weapons there, and Terry McLaurin, a wide receiver, and Antonio Gibson at running back. But I was also mentioning that they probably should look into getting more weapons and more weapons they did yesterday they signed former panther curtis samuel wide receiver to three year 34 and a half million dollars so that comes out to 11 and a half annual he's teaming up with his old ohio state uh, partner terry mclaurin so you know i thought that that's what washington football needs because you know terry mclaurin is a stud wide receiver if you play fantasy football i think he's a top 10 top 15 wide receiver for fantasy football i think one of the things that washington football has needed is a bona fide number two receiver and i think they're getting that with curtis samuel you know last year he was really productive he had 77 receptions and 851 receiving yards for three touchdowns but this is also an addition to having 41 carries and 200 rushing yards with two touchdowns so he was pretty versatile you know going into the season he was the number three receiver on the depth chart in Carolina but you know coming from someone who had DJ Moore on his fantasy team who was supposed to be above and beyond their number one receiver Curtis Samuel ate up a lot of targets and you know was very productive on that offense so I think he's going to do good in Washington and if Washington can bring in maybe one more piece you know they might really look dangerous and really threat to you know to to win the nfc east you know with curtis samuel going there still is some premium wide receivers on the market it seemed like the wide receivers were slow to sign you know it seemed like there was a lot of action free agency but you know besides you know the patriots signing nelson aguilar and kendrick Bourne and you know there really wasn't much going on in terms of wide receivers signing with teams so you know apparently the market they're they're asking for a lot of money but uh you know with Curtis Samuel getting about 11 and a half annual and knowing that Nelson Aguilar he's getting 13 million annual it's kind of curious what some of these other names are going to get you know there's still Kenny Galladay looking for a team Will Fuller Juju Smith-Schuster T.Y. Hilton Antonio Brown Sammy Watkins so if there's there's a lot of you know there's still a lot of receiving options out there for teams that are looking for help in that area so you know I expect a lot of these dudes to be signed over the next couple weeks all right well I thought I think that's all I had for football so you know what let's let's get in and let's dig into these brackets you know before I do get into brackets as I had mentioned at the beginning today is the 
kind of the unofficial beginning by having the four play-in games. So let me mention what these are and what times those are going to be if you want to catch them today. So the first one is at 2.10 p.m. It's number six. It's for the 16 seed for the chance to go lose to Michigan. It's Texas Southern versus Mount St. Mary's. The next game is at 3.27 p.m. It's the it's the right to be the 11 seed and face number six USC. So that's Drake versus Wichita State. The next game is at 5:40 p.m. And keep in mind these times are all Western, you know, Pacific time. So the third game is Appalachian State and Norfolk, Norfolk State. They're they're playing for the the you know the opportunity to lose against Gonzaga. And then the last playing game, it's at is it. No, that has to be 6.58. Let me double check really quick because I wrote down 9.58. And as I just mentioned, that these are all Western standard. Okay, so at 6.58, it's UCLA and Michigan State. And they're playing for the option to or the ability to play number six BYU this weekend. So those are going to be good games. I'm really looking – I'm definitely going to probably tune into that UCLA and Michigan State matchup because depending on who wins that matchup is actually going to kind of affect my bracket. So, you know, speaking of my bracket, let's get going on. For those of you who still haven't filled out a bracket and are curious about, you know, wanting to play, there's still time. You know, you have until basically – tomorrow morning like at 9 a.m you have that to be that time to be able to fill out a bracket and so if you want to join our group our group id is on yahoo pick them it's like yahoo fantasy pick them and the group id number is 22199 so i'll repeat that it's group id 22199 on yahoo So if you're looking to play, you still have time up until basically early Friday morning. So get those brackets filled out. And speaking of brackets filling out, let's fill out my bracket right now. All right. So the way I'm going to do this is I'm going to go region through region. I'm going to pick, you know, basically all the way through the region pick each region's winner and then once i have all the final fours also once i have the final four selected i'll go through and pick that and select my winner so like i mentioned make sure you have your brackets on hand if you haven't filled it out or if you want to just have your brackets on hand just to kind of follow along as i'm picking so here we go so with the west region let's go gonzaga the eight nine game oklahoma and missouri i'm just going to take oklahoma there Reasoning being, they're the higher seed, and I that seems just like like a, most eight nine games is probably just a pick 'em. All right, five Creighton versus twelve UC Santa Barbara. This is actually going to be my first upset that I'm picking. I'm picking UCSB. I think that they've won eighteen of their last nineteen and just looking good. Meanwhile, Creighton, I mean they. They just last time we saw them, they got smashed by Georgetown. And the way I'm doing when I'm picking this is that you know that there's going to be upsets in the first round. It's just a matter of picking which ones you think they're going to be. I've never watched an NCAA tournament and not had a handful up, seen a handful of upsets in the first round. So when you're picking your bracket, you could just be picking the highest seed every time. It seems that's what I guess. It's very tantalizing and tempting to do that, but you know, I guess just knowing that there's going to be upsets, and I believe that UC Santa Barbara, that's going to be one of the ones that they're going to be able to pull it off. 
All right, so number four, Virginia. I think they're going to beat 13, Ohio. I have number six, USC, beating whoever wins again in the Wichita State and Drake game. <clears throat> number three, Kansas, and picking them. All right, number 10, VCU, and seven, Oregon. I'm going with number 10, VCU. Reason being, I mean, they're, they're a very good defensive team versus Oregon, who's very good at hitting the three. But I, from looking at it, it's like Oregon, you know, one game they can be really hot and blow a team out because of their three-point shooting, or they could have what happened in the Pac-12 tournament and go cold from three where they lost against Oregon State. You know, I feel like VCU, you know, when it comes to picking these teams, I'm more in favor of picking the team that's really good defensively versus um, the team that's really good at shooting. So, and VCU just in the past, if I can remember correctly, they've, they've been a tough out in tournaments before. So, you know, this is just another one of those, like, you know, I need to, we need to pick some upsets. And I think VCU has a good chance of beating Oregon. And then number two, Iowa, I have beat them beaten Grand Canyon. You know, people are mentioning Grand Canyon. Canyon might be a, you know, a surprise team, a good number 15. But, you know, I think, you know, Luca Garza and Iowa, I think they're going to be able to handle it. All right, so let's move on to the round of 32. I got Gonzaga moving on over Oklahoma. I have number four, Virginia, beating UC Santa Barbara. I have number six, USC, beating number three, Kansas. You know, they have that – USC has that stud seven-foot player. I think it was Evan Mobley is his name. He's projected to be, I think, the number two pick in the NBA draft. You know, he was a stud in the Pac-12 tournament, getting like 26 points, nine rebs, and five blocks a game. And Kansas, who meanwhile, who's had some COVID issues that didn't allow them to play in the Big 12 tournament. So, you know, I, for that reason, I'm going to take USC and their, you know, elite – you know, elite, you know, elite player on their team. And then I have Iowa beating VCU. So let's move on to the Sweet 16 in the Western region. I have Gonzaga over number four, Virginia. And then I have Iowa over number six, USC. And then in the Elite Eight, I have Gonzaga over Iowa. So I have Gonzaga going to the Final Four from the West region. And it's funny because picking this bracket out, I remember one of the things was like, be wary of Gonzaga. They're, they're really good. They're undefeated, but they've never won a national title before. And just having the pressure of being undefeated, you know, don't get too tempted, Dean, in picking Gonzaga. But, you know, I just feel like everything I've read on them and, you know, watching them play against BYU, especially that second half, they just look like such a good team. And, you know, I think they're going to be able to get through and win their region. All right, let's switch over to the South region. I've got number one, Baylor over Hartford. You know, no surprises there. I'm taking Wisconsin over North Carolina, so nine over eight. I think the reason being is that Wisconsin played, played in the Big Ten Conference this year, and the Big Ten Conference was by far the best conference in the you know, in the country. So I just feel like playing that elite competition all year long, I think that'll give them an edge going into this game. So I'm picking them over North Carolina. <laughs> this is one that my buddy definitely was kind of like wide-eyed, like couldn't believe I picked. But I am picking an upset here, Winthrop over Villanova. I just think that, you know, Winthrop, they've only lost one game all year. Villanova, meanwhile, I feel like they haven't been as good or they're not like that Villanova team you would expect that's won national titles a couple times over the past few years 
And, you know, Villanova, their star point guard towards MCL, and they were 0-2 after that. So, you know, I think, you know, in the terms of, you know, having to pick some upsets, I'm going to go with Winthrop over Villanova. Next game, Purdue. I have them over North Texas. I have Texas Tech over Utah State. I have Arkansas over Colgate, which should be a good matchup. That should be a high-scoring affair. I have Florida over Virginia Tech and Ohio State over Oral Roberts, so nothing really too too surprising on the bottom half of that bracket. All right, round of 32, I have Baylor over Wisconsin. And this is one that I'm kind of on the fence about. I don't know why because I've never heard of this school since before this week and picking this tournament, but there's part of me that wants to pick Winthrop here over Purdue. Don't know why. I just feel like, you know, there's teams out of nowhere, you know, kind of like Loyola Chicago a couple years ago that just will make a run. And, you know, I think Winthrop could be that team. Don't ask me why. I've never even watched them play, but just from what I've read and a lot of, you know, a lot of writers being like always mentioning Winthrop as potential bracket busters and teams to watch out for. But you know what? Here, I think I'm going to pull an audible and I'm going to pick Purdue over Winthrop. You know, I feel like, you know, nothing too crazy, I guess. We'll go there. Yeah. Purdue over Winthrop. And. Moving on, I have three, Arkansas over Texas Tech. And then I have Ohio State over Florida. Now we go to the Elite Eight. I have Baylor over Purdue. And I have Ohio State over Arkansas. And then I have Baylor over Ohio State. So I have Baylor moving on to the Final Four. So of the first two regions I've covered so far, I have two number one seeds moving on. But if I rem- I don't think that's going to be the case for the east and the midwest brackets so let's move on to the east bracket you got michigan versus the winner of mount st mary's and texas southern so i don't see any problems there for michigan we got a really intriguing eight nine matchup here with lsu and st bonaventure i'm going with lsu here i think lsu is a team that you know an eight seed they could have been seeded a lot better than that i think they're a really good eight seed you know i watched their sec tournament final against alabama and they literally were a bounce of the ball away from you know winning the the, the sec championship or at least tournament championship so you know i think lsu is a team that i like this year and i think that can make a little run here i guess previewing what i'm going to do with the rest of this bracket another 512 upset i think i'm going to do Georgetown over Colorado. I feel like Georgetown's playing good. They had a nice run through the Big East tournament to win it, you know. So I think you know Patrick Ewing. He's a he knows how to win. He didn't win an NBA title, but you know I think he knows how to win. I like what he's doing with Georgetown. So I'm gonna pick Georgetown over Colorado. I think that's a popular upset pick that people are picking. I'm gonna pick Florida State over North Carolina Greensboro. All right, and then this one I might change before tomorrow i think it's going to depend on the outcome of the game tonight between michigan state and ucla if michigan state wins i'm picking michigan state over byu but if ucla wins i'm going to pick byu so i do think that michigan state is going to beat ucla tonight and so right now i'm going to i'm going to slot in the number 11 
beating BYU and moving on to the round of 32. I got Texas over Abilene Christian. I got UConn over Maryland. And I've got Alabama versus Iona. All right, moving on to the round of 32. Bye-bye, Michigan. I have LSU knocking off Michigan. You know, like I said, I think LSU was, you know, a, a, they're a way better eight seed than they should so I think they should be ranked better than that. So we'll see. You know, I, I'm i excited to see if that one, you know, plays out. I got Florida State over Georgetown. And then regardless, if, if it's Michigan State or BYU, I've got Texas figuring it out and winning there. I've got Alabama over UConn. So moving on to the Sweet 16, I got number eight LSU. I've got them moving on and beating Florida State. I've got number eight LSU going all the way to the Elite Eight. And then I've got Alabama, number two Alabama, beating Texas. And then in the Elite Eight, I have number two Alabama beating number eight LSU. So I have number two Alabama going to the Final Four. And let's move on to the Midwest region. I got number one, Illinois, over Drexel. No surprises there. We got Loyola Chicago over Georgia Tech. You know, those are two really great teams. I think that's just another, just kind of like with the LSU-St. Bonaventure matchup in the East region. I think that this is going to be a really great matchup, and I'm looking forward to watching that one. But I'm going to pick Loyola Chicago. I got Tennessee over Oregon State. So one of the few 5-12 and 12 upsets that I didn't pick. I think that there was a point in time where I did have Oregon State slotted in to beat Tennessee. And then it was, I realized I'd picked every single 12 seed. So I know the odds with that are kind of slim. So I think that that's also one of the reasons I picked Tennessee. They've got a really good defense, but I think I also read that don't, they don't really have a stud score. So I don't know how deep they can really make it into this tournament. I've got number four, Oklahoma State over Liberty. I've got the hometown team here, San Diego State over Syracuse. I think their defense is going to be able to make them go a little farther in this tournament than many some people predict. I've got number three, West Virginia over Moorhead State. I've got number seven, Clemson over Rutgers. And I've got number two, Houston over Cleveland State. Moving to the round of 32, I've got Illinois beating Loyola Chicago. I got number four, Oklahoma State beating Tennessee. I've got number six, San Diego State over West Virginia. So I have San Diego State actually going to the Sweet 16. That might be be playing Homer, you know, for the you know a show that's being recorded out of San Diego. Me picking San Diego State to uh, move even in to the second half of the second weekend, but I think they'll be able to pull it off. So we'll see. And then also I have Houston, number two, Houston beating Clemson. So we got that move into the sweet 16. So Illinois, I got them over Oklahoma state. I have them move into the elite eight. And then I have number two, Houston knocking off San Diego state. You know, I think Houston is someone I'm kind of high on. They're the only team in the country that's top 10 in both offensive and decent defensive efficiency rating. And uh, I think they're, you know, I think they're poised for a run possibly. And, you know, I'm going to pick them over Illinois. I think that that's something that people might be, uh, 
you know, I might be going against the grain there, but, you know, I think Houston is going to be the representative in the final four for the Midwest region. So my final four, I have Gonzaga, I have Alabama, I have Baylor, and I have Houston. So in the Gonzaga-Alabama matchup, I have Gonzaga winning. And in the Houston and Baylor matchup, I am going to go with Houston. I am going to ride the Houston train all the way to the national championship. This is definitely going to be something when I'm probably looking back at what went wrong with my bracket. It'll probably be Houston going to the championship. But I'm also kind of chasing that glory, that light at the end of the tunnel that, like, dude, if you call Houston going to the final, people will think that you're some Nostradamus or Dean Stradamus, I guess, if you want to be more specific to me. But, uh, you know, I have Houston going to the final, but I don't think it'll be enough. I think Gonzaga, I think they are going to be undefeated national champions. They are the best team. I liked hearing from their coach. He had an interview yesterday or two days ago where, you know, I like the mentality of the team that they're not really thinking about. They're not thinking about the undefeated season. They're just focused on the task at hand. And, you know, when the the best team in the country is focused and ready to go, you know, I think that spells, you know, a nice recipe for success. So I think I got I got Gonzaga winning. And if I had to predict a score, I'm just throwing out 78 to 75. You know, I'm looking at this bracket and it seems it seems like a winner. But I feel like just like at the beginning of every fantasy football season and anytime you fill out one of these brackets, you go, wow, this is the best bracket of all time. There's no way it can be wrong. And I'm sure about halfway through tomorrow, I will realize I've made some grave mistakes in picking some of these games and will probably instantly regret it. So that's all I have for today's show. Hopefully you have enough information over these past few episodes, over the past three, four episodes I've been covering this tournament. Hopefully it's been enough to help you fill out your bracket. And hell, you know, I mean, if things go south for me, shit, maybe it'll be, it'll be indicative of going south for you. So maybe to hedge our bets, why don't you go do opposite of what I said? So then it'll either be me doing really good or you, the audience, doing really good. So we'll see. You know, tomorrow's show, I'm expecting to record it probably in the afternoon. You know, dad duty calls, so I'm not going to be able to record it in the morning. And then I figure there'll be games going on during the day. So what I'm hoping to do is be able to, in one of the afternoon games or early evening games, maybe with like about five to ten minutes left, if it's a close game, I think I'm going to try to record an episode live, maybe cover some of the the games that had happened earlier, give you updates on how my bracket's doing, and maybe just kind of be able to live record while, you know, one of the games is ending up. And, you know, hopefully if it's a good one, it might be make for an exciting live podcast. So until then, everyone, I hope you have a great one, a great Thursday. Hope you have a great time filling out your brackets. I appreciate everyone that takes a listen to the show. You know, if you enjoy what you're listening to, tell a friend didn't enjoy what you're listening to just pretend you never listened to it all right have a great one guys and until next time peace